Great to be back with you, folks. Uh, again, we are always honored and privileged to be able to come across your airwaves, to hang out with you, to have this community together. People looking Welcome for to the Help for, for Wounded Spirit. This podcast exists to reach along those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carragher and Mrs. Stephanie, Stephanie up, Wesco. Well, good morning, Doug. What's up? Wow. Um, life continues to move on, and um, I'm excited for a new year, um, kind of trying to regroup here, and it's like, whoa, I've got ministry supplies to order, and um, have to start thinking in terms of a camp coming up sooner than later here, and just, you know, starting to work through all of that, and so yeah, a lot, a lot to keep me busy. It just keeps going and growing, growing and going. Just needs never slows, so that's cool. Well, and we do have a camp coming up. We have a camp coming up in March. You can find it on WoundedSpirits.com. It's actually being loaded out there today. So by the time you listen to this, you'll see it. Please make sure you sign up. We'd love to see you, and uh, we're excited about that. So as we continue on in the Book of Proverbs, we're in the eleventh proverb. We're actually we're going to try to do two verses today, twenty-five and twenty-six. But before we do that. We have our segment that we do every week. You might be a knucklehead if, and today is Stephanie's turn. So, Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if. Doug, you might, and I. I this is convicting. Okay, this is not a funny one. Okay. Um, this is a this is a a knuckleheaded thing I struggle with. Okay, but you're you might be a knucklehead, or you are a knucklehead. If God, if you choose not to trust God's promises, if, if you live so uptight that you can never relax in the knowledge that God's walking the path with you, you don't need to walk in fear. You don't need to walk in complete um, defeat. If you choose to live that way, when God's throwing and showering his precious promises on you and you still live in a, in a constant uptight panic mode, um, because you're not trusting, then, then you're a knucklehead. And, and this is a, this is said in all love because I, I've lived this life. I've, I, there are days that I still deal with this. And, um, when we choose to not trust the great promise, precious promises, where that's a way it becomes a way of life for us, then, then we're being a knucklehead. Yeah, there you go. And uh, when you're not trusting in the promises of God, you can be a knucklehead. So um, things you wouldn't say to somebody is you're not, you know, or on the good side, Stephanie's always been going down the good road. So you'd say, hey, let me, let me show you how God's helped me trust him or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. I, think that'd yeah. be a, I think that'd be a big help right there. Yeah. So, wow, that was pretty straightforward there. There's no laughing. There's no craziness going on here. So that was one of our good ones. We By the grace of God. <laughs> man, we don't hit those too often, do we? Uh, uh, but anyway, so just to catch you guys up on things that are going on, we're cruising along here in Chapter 11. Remember the camp we got down at Southland Christian Camp in March. we got a guaranteed camp going on in September uh, over there at Camp Joy, Wisconsin. That'll be out there this afternoon as well out on the website. Uh, also, we're doing something, I think, in, the, in October in Bemidji, 
but it's a local church. We're going to try to do the local area up there in northern Minnesota. So if you're up in that area, make sure you come by and see us. We're trying to reach into the Dakotas and, uh, uh, you know, maybe down over Nebraska and stuff like that. Groups we haven't hit there. And we'll, we'll tell you more later. Uh, the TV show continues on. It's still getting some edit. They had to shoot a couple more. It's hard to make a TV show. I just want to be up front with everybody about that. We're going to be a little more smart, I think, as we go into the next one. We're going to have some ideas of how we can do some things differently. And uh, But it came out great. I've seen a couple episodes, and it's just God has blessed every minute of it. The people who are working on it have been wonderful, and uh, we're really excited about getting that out to you. We'll let you know the minute it goes out there, it'll be out there on Help for Wounded Spirits. It'll be out there in the doc. Dr. Doug Kerriger page will be out on help uh, for wounded spirits. It'll be out on uh, praying for Stephanie Wesco page. So it'll be everywhere when it comes available. So make sure you keep an eye on those types of things. And uh, we're moving along. So here we are, Stephanie, where we've been in this chapter. This chapter deals with integrity. It deals with standing upright. It deals with doing the right thing. And, uh, and, and here we are, we, we find ourselves today in verse number, starting in verse number 23 of the 11th proverb, it says the desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked, what you think you deserve, uh, is wrath. So the expectation, boy, that's not a good thing, is it? No. Well, and, and when I read these verses, um, I think there's, um, there's something here that shows the perverseness of a wicked heart where the desire of, of, of a righteous person is to do good, to make a difference for the Lord and all of those things. But like I've said in the past, um, that the wicked seem, there seems to be, what's the word I'm looking for? A perverted pleasure. Yeah, it's and you can you can sense it. You can almost, you know, those of you who've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, it's this self-promoting. It just doesn't feel right. Well, and where when they leave and they know they created turmoil. Okay, I, I I lived this life. In some ways, I still am forced to live this life, whether I want to or not. And when there is a person who gets pleasure out of provoking someone to wrath stay away from them because that is a wicked person. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wicked person. It's a knucklehead. It's, it's somebody who's looking to hurt you. And, uh, but you know, the, I, what I like here is how the Bible's dealing with this. The Bible is, you know, right up front, you know, the desire, you know, your heart, the, your motivation, your, uh, your hope, your prayer, your everything of a righteous person is reflected, you know, And those desires, those things that you have going. So the desire of the righteous is of good. You know, it's only good. It's, it's looking, you want people to do better. You, you want your actions to have, uh, I think an effect on a person that is positive. You want your actions to affect the world in a godly way. You want people to look at you or see what you're doing or judge your words or judge your preaching or judge your life and say, man, I want to be like that person. And uh, I think that's what we're getting at here. And, you know, so, so there's something there, the desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation, you can expect wrath with the wicked. That's what's coming. Uh, the expectation, you know, it, it's going to be a bad, it's not mm-hmm. a good thing. It's not a place you want to go. And, yeah. you know, and, and so often we, you know, as we look at these parallelism and, and we look at the antithesis and we start talking about these different things, you know, we, we got to understand there's two sides of things. And, you know, as you look at life, I think 
You know, I think sometimes someone told me years ago, you know, when you become a parent, and you have a responsibility for kids and you become a leader and you have a responsibility for other people and God puts you in the ministry. God puts you in whatever he has you doing. The minute you're saved, you're in the ministry. You don't have to be uh, a missionary or a pastor or anything like that to be, you have your ministry at that point. But as you grow and you look at those things, I think we look at things a little more solemn. And I think, yeah. I think the book of Proverbs is leading us to this solemn place where it's saying, listen, your desire should only be good. It should only be godly. And, uh, you know, if your desire is not good or godly, if your desire is evil, if your desire is perverse, if your desire is against God's word, if you have a desire uh, against marriage, if you have a desire against children, if you have a desire against church, those are all things that God kind of, he hates. He talks about those abominations, right? And all these different things. And he's talking about these different things. So your desire should be not things that show up on that list. It's an abomination. Yeah. Your desire yeah. should be godly. And, you know, people say all the time, well, don't Christians have a desire to be married or a desire for, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be? Of course they do. But their desires well, are of good. Right, exactly. And those are, and I, I, since you brought that up, I think it's very important because there is a vein of Christianity um, that I, I like to call it Baptist Islam because, quite honestly, the people that promote it are perverted themselves. Yeah. Um, and I mean that that is the truth. Um, but this mindset that if you, if you, um, how do I phrase this without being disrespectful to these people? Um, their mindset is almost while they themselves are acting perverted and living perverted lives, they promote this mindset of, um, it's, it's evil. Um, I once heard a mother concern concerning her son, say that he just needed to crawl back in the sleeping bag and sleep. And that was because he was, um, <laughs> boy, this gets real personal. Anyway, he was daring to be interested in a girl. Okay. And it was almost this perverted thing. It was almost like I would prefer my son be perverted than be interested in getting married. And that is wrong. Wow. That is, that, that is a God given desire. And when parents in the name of protecting their children from the wrong mate or whatever, um, <laughs> would prefer their son almost be perverted or just plain old be perverted rather than get married. There is a serious, serious problem because these are, those are God given desires and to make it a perverted thing um, proves to me that your brain is the one that's perverted. Well, you know, um, that woman, that mommy Darius has got some major issues, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say you've, you know who you probably can guess. Oh, I, I, I can guess. Women I'm talking about because there's pretty much two that I know that have that mindset. So, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I think Stephanie, you were hitting on something here too. And I, I think the problem is, and, and you know, there's, there's a couple views of relationships and, and, and things like that within Christianity. There only should be one. Yeah. God's view. And, uh, there shouldn't be a couple different views. And actually there's more than that. People have all different views of, of what are courtship and relationship and marriage and stuff like, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's misogynistic or matriarchal mm-hmm. or patriarchal or, you know, all yeah. these things that God really doesn't deal with. You know, people yeah. keep on adding to God's word or they assume yeah. that this verse means this or, or this verse means that. And they're all messed up. They're all goofy. And, uh, and, and folks, we, we take our, um, godly type of relationships pretty serious around here on this podcast. 
We think mm-hmm. we think God's pretty clear about things. And one of the reasons that uh, Stephanie's on this podcast with me is we wanted to have a, a talk show that's looking at the Bible um, that's representing both men and ladies and uh, that's re- representing God's word in a true and living way. And you got to be very careful what you do with your children about relationships. Hey, if your son or daughter meets somebody that's right with the Bible, right with God in a good church of like faith. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure they're trained properly. Uh, there's no Kings and Queens in marriages, you know, that's right. And, that's uh, right. and, and, you know, this whole misogynistic, crazy, uh, loopy kind of thing. And then they try to say, well, it, but if you believe in God's word or the head of the household or the head, when you're studying the word of God, there's, there's a couple different things going on there. Don't try to equate one thing to another. And we got to look at things overall in context. And, you know, we, as we, as Christians are responsible to do that properly. That's right. And the problem is we, you know, we've all belonged to a lot of churches with, uh, narcissists, just to be honest with you. Yeah. And most narcissists are misogynists too. I hate to say it, but I'm just going to be upfront with you. you no, know? It's, yeah. It's, and, uh, so we need to know that, you know, God forbid if someone's a misogynist and, but they, you know, they're control freaks. They want to be in control. They want to make themselves look better. And, but they use that only for themselves. Now, if they have a daughter, they fall out of that a little bit, you know, uh-huh. their daughters could take a matriarchal role at that point completely. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the husbands, you know, they're Queens of the universe, but we yeah. got to stick with the Bible. We got to, yep. the, the, the Bible is our, is our, you know, telltale thing. That's why we don't go to goofy churches. That's why, you know, I, not that long ago, I was dealing with somebody who was going to a church and her, her church was a mess. They, they, they didn't even like her, you know, and, but she was so hung up on the way they had to be and the way they had to do things. But then I turned around and, and said to this lady, a wonderful lady, you know, Hey, you've been going to this church forever and ever share three verses with me about how someone can know for sure they're saved. Yeah. You know, share two verses with me uh, about marriage and she couldn't. And, and so that's why these things I think are so important. I think that, you know, as we deal with things, as we look at life, we got to know what God calls for with these things. And we're going to talk about that when we go into narcissism, we are, we have to cover all this stuff and uh, because you got to know what's goofy and what's not. And, uh, there's so many good people out there, folks. I wish you could meet my supporting churches that are with me and, and what great people they are and what wonderful people they are. That's why we always want to recommend a church to you and, uh, people who believe the Bible, who live the Bible, people who don't have to make up rules as they go along or apply things just because they get a little louder, just because they can find some people who write a book that agrees with them. You can find anybody that write a book that agree with them. Hitler did. Uh, yeah. you know, but I got a book that agrees with me. It's called the Holy Bible. And, uh, and I need to agree with that and all things said and done. So that's where we're going to hang out. These are things we cover. These are things we talk about. The, this is the way we live our life. And, uh, so I, I think it's, I'm glad we kind of stopped and talked about this verse a little bit. And, uh, because I, I think far too often, you know, when we deal with issues, when we're dealing with PTSD, when we're dealing with trauma, when we're dealing with those things, it's easy to want to fall into, uh, this crazy wrathful society out there and these, these over the top Christians, it's easy to want to fall into that craziness. And, uh, you know, and, and so words that used to be good, like fundamental now mean you're crazy, you know, in some cases, (laughs) you know, but they really don't, you know, the true sense of what a fundamentalist was, was a pretty cool thing. But today people have taken that and they've, they've rode the car with it and just done terrible things with it. 
And, and yeah. so, so I, I think as we look at this verse, there's so much that, that we can get out of this and, 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 and the desire and the feelings and, and things like that, they're pretty significant. They're pretty important. And, uh, I, I think we need to pay attention to those things and that we understand that the wicked, those people who are trying to define ungodly relationships, those people who are trying to define these different things, you've got issues. Yeah. And you're going to, yeah. w- you're going to wake up one day and go, uh Oh, yeah. you know, uh, I've got this all wrong here. I am, you know, standing in front of God and this whole time I messed up my kids. I messed up my, and God forbid if these people are passionate, and we know them. Yeah. We know narcissists. You, I mean, you got a, the most misogynistic letter I've ever seen from uh, the old church, the old mission agency that we worked for saying that you couldn't make up your own mind and stuff. I mean, we, you could see that firsthand. It's written there in the letter. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think the important thing to say to you folks is listen, use the Bible, not, you know, we don't, the, the, the Bible speaks for itself. We don't have to add to it. We need to mm-hmm. preach what's in the Bible. When I was in seminary, my professor always said, we preach the Bible. We don't have to add to it. Everything's there that we need. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, yeah. We, you know, if somebody says what this really means is you got problems because the Bible stands on its own folks. It's out there. It's there yeah. to help us. And uh, for those of us, you know, and, and, you know, we're a little bit timid sometimes when we deal with PTSD, we're a little bit you know, we're off just a little bit sometimes where we, we go through junk sometimes. So be careful of that. Make sure you follow on the right road and you don't want to miss our study on narcissism. You don't want to miss our study as we continue on with Proverbs. So take 30 seconds, Stephanie, and wrap this up before we go to our next song. All right. Well, um, I would just wrap this up by saying, um, God gives us, he says, um, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. In other words, those desires will be good. They will be in line with God. And whether that's for marriage, whether that's for, um, whatever a vocation in life, make sure your desires are in line with the Lord and don't be ashamed of having those desires and, and keep your eyes fixed on him so that you aren't dealing with the second half of this verse we covered today. That's right. And let me translate that for you in old beat up soldier terms. Uh, you know, uh, don't get hung up with these people out there. who don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Follow God. And, uh, there's a lot of people out there who think they're God, believe me. And they know what God's will is in your life and they don't only God knows that. Hey, we got a great song for you now. It's called, I will serve the Lord. And, uh, boy, did Stephanie do a great job on this. So here's the song. I will serve the Lord. It's part of the, uh, new CD that we've done. Stephanie Wesco and family. God meant it for good. And this is the last song on that CD. I will serve the Lord. Certain days now echo back that strong and urgent strain to count the cause, take up the cross, and join in the refrain. For should our journey lead us through the shadows?
I love that song. Though my foe may slay me, I will serve the Lord. That should be in our hearts today. Thank you. Thank you for coming out today. Please listen to every word that Brother Eric has to say. Know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. If you know, pay attention to these wonderful words of life and share them with somebody else. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.